The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you. Jesus spoke to the crowds. What description can I find for this generation? It is like children shouting to each other as they sit in the marketplace. We played the pipes for you and you wouldn't dance. We sang dirges and you wouldn't be mourners. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said, He is possessed. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. <coughs> Yet wisdom has been proved right by her actions. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to start by asking a question. What does obedience mean to you? Following the Lord. Who is that? I just said following the Lord. Following the Lord. Listening. Submission to authority. Sure, submission following to authority. Direction. Following direction. Listening to my wife. <laughs> we had submission to the Lord, we had that. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, of course it is. It comes from the Latin to listen, quite literally. And um, also that idea of paying attention. You know, um, and, and Rami would know, but with the different liturgies, with the um, Eastern liturgy, they have this constant refrain, let us be attentive. It's punctuating the entire Mass and their divine liturgy. Let us be attentive, let us be attentive, because our minds tend to be easily either distracted or just sag a little bit <laughs> as, as time goes on. So we're called to, to listen, to be attentive which is our Advent posture, as we heard. Um, and yes, it relates to duty. Um, it can be very freeing to know what the law is. And then I don't have to sort of invent things as I go, but I, at least I know where I'm aiming. You know, if someone's calling me, I'll just go to where I've, I've been called. It, it runs the risk of becoming scrupulous, but, but that's something that, that each of us works out um, over the course of life, I suppose. Anyway, it's, it's a deeply biblical thing to listen. Like Israel's great commandment. Shema Israel, listen. The Lord is one Lord, and you shall love Him with all your heart, all your mind. The great commandment. The Benedictine rule, if I remember correctly, begins with the word listen. And in fact, within that rule, there's this encouragement to listen to the youngest, because that's a particularly it, it's it's a place where wisdom, which nowhere else will be found, will be found. So Hanya and Michaela, wherever you are, we're looking very squarely at you for the wisdom that you have that none of us, not none, none of us, can have. Um, Good. Well, it makes sense then, if this is such a central posture for the Christian, for the person of faith, that Jesus gives this um, quite damning, in a way, description for the people. He says, how do I describe this, this generation? They're like children shouting at each other in the marketplace. It's very hard to listen while you're shouting. <laughs> very hard to, to have your ears open when your mouth is sort of gushing with um, usually nonsense. So they're not listening. Not only that, the, the, the comedy gets deeper. They're not being listened to. It says, we played the pipe and you wouldn't dance. We sang dirges and you wouldn't mourn. You're not doing what we're telling you. <laughs> so they're not listening and they're not listened to. But there's one more layer to it. They are listening to something. <clears throat> it's it's the cacophony of their ego, you know, their, their own roaring passions, like the ocean. Um, this this kind of 
nonsense symphony that they're, they're caught up in. It's a storm in, in the truest sense of the word. There are things that we need to learn to listen to and things that we need to learn not necessarily to, to block out because I don't think that's healthy. We, we do need to listen to our so-called enemy, our so-called opponent, um, because Jesus tells us that's our brother and sister. You know, we don't really have any enemies on this earth. Our enemies are in a different whole category of being. So we need to learn to listen. Think then again, as, as we recalled before the penitential act, of that very, very famous scene of the disciples out in the boat, and Jesus is in the in the lower part of the boat, and he's sleeping. Because, <laughs> I don't know, he's, he's totally undisturbed. There's nothing that disturbs Jesus' peace. He's the source of peace itself. Why is it, the disciples say, or how is it rather, that the wind and the seas and the storm and, the, and all of this um, unmasterable nature obeys him? Why does it listen to him? Why does it obey him? There's a very simple reason. It knows who he is. God's creation knows God. And it worships him just by being what it is. As they're recalling this and as they're looking at Jesus, they're thinking, is this the same one whose voice hovered over the waters, who parted the sea for the Israelites to pass through to safety? Is this the one who changed water into wine we've heard? All of nature obeys him. It listens to his voice. Why do you think the demons listened to him? And they did. It's because they knew him. Think of all of the exorcism scenes. They sort of shout, they shriek, I know who you are, the Holy One of Israel. And what does Jesus say? Shh. I don't need you to catechize my people. I'll teach them who I am. They'll come to know who I am. They don't need demons for teachers. They don't need your witness. Be quiet. We don't need to listen to that. But Jesus slowly reveals himself to us, gently, slowly, like a like, like such a gentle shepherd. <laughs> um, gently come, letting us become accustomed to his voice, to become docile, to listening to him, to having our ears open, to being attentive, to recognizing him in the still, in the silence. Let's enjoy that silence now as Jesus speaks to us. Let's hear his voice. Let's worship him.